to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NXT Podcast. Hi, I'm your host. My name's Zach. I'm your host each and every week here on the NXT Podcast. Obviously, I'm talking about NXT, which is obviously the hottest thing going right now. The thing everybody's talking about. I'm not yelling into a void with this show at all. Big stuff happening. Can't stress that enough. Excited to be here with you. Excited to talk to you. Hi. Before we get started, one time I am on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. I will say that I made that handle when NXT was like NXT 1.0 or 5 or whatever before this one, and it was really good. So while that was never a good, per se, Twitter handle, it wasn't as bad as it is now. Should I change it? Yeah, will I? Probably not. I'll keep forgetting until I say it here, and then I won't. Usually... Before we get started, we talk about stuff that's going on in WWE. I get a chance to talk about whatever's going on on the uh, the other guys' shows. I try and uh, stay away from their reviews of every show so that I can just take a couple of things from every show that maybe they wouldn't have talked about that I can kind of go off on. Because, you know, you you maybe could make an entire show just about in your house uh, for NXT, but you would be a better host than me. Now, not a ton going on as, you know, Sasha Banks and Naomi still aren't around. It's a little weird. A lot of talk about Sasha Banks. Not a lot of talk about Naomi. It's separate point. Weird Naomi gets a, it's a weird lack of respect even here. Uh, that's still weird. Uh, I'm going to assume there's some talks going on there and then some frustrations and they'll be back at some point and that women's tag title tournament i think got uh got uh postponed so that's cool this will just be vacant for a bit because they uh made titles that they uh didn't add a people for that's an interesting move so nothing's really happened with that you know this is kind of a this is a weird one. It, there were a lot of headlines that the uh, Rock's daughter, I think Simone Johnson, who I want to say is in the uh, Performance Center for WWE, <clears throat> and obviously that made headlines. She was in the picture with the gray property of a WWE shirt, which is, that's always, that shirt's just, that shirt's a weird shirt. Um, so she uh, she was doing that, and that made some headlines, obviously, because she's the, you know, the Rock's daughter. And then she made some headlines because she, I guess, chose her wrestling name. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't look at it. She's going to call herself The Rock Simone Johnson. Simone The Rock Johnson. I'm not going to lie, it sounded pretty cool when I just said it. But here's the point. Uh, more than whatever she, like, thinks, you know, whatever she has announced is her, you know, wrestling name. 
you know, keep in mind, very young and sure you to your uh, career. Like most people, you know, who do the independent circuit work for a long time and all have stories about bad names they've had. And like performance center, you're like your real name until you're going to be a character and then you're your name. So whatever she chose is her name. It doesn't matter. She's the rock's daughter. Yes, absolutely. But like, I I, I don't want to already be super into her every single move just because we're just kind of, you know, hoping she turns out to be the rock. I don't know. I don't think it's fair to even like be putting a spotlight on this 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 person yet. I think like a lot of people in the PC have probably said, "Hey, here's what my name's gonna be," and Simone Johnson is the Rock's daughter. Yes, absolutely. But like part of the Rock's journey to uh, to WWE that they used to to plug a lot. Sometimes they do is that he debuts at that uh, Survivor Series and he's really he's that cheesy good guy character and the die Rocky die stuff. They do that a lot. But before he debuted. He worked for like a long time with a lot of seasoned guys practicing. And so, you know, maybe give her some time before we decide what her, you know, whether her ring name is good. And like, maybe the first time we see her, she's not the rock. But like, first off, I I want you to keep in mind... That if your only point of reference for The Rock is the Attitude Era Rock, he was not that guy before Nation of Domination. He was Ezekiel, kind of. And then he got really good. And maybe she'll do that. Maybe she'll be really good. Maybe she'll turn out to be as good as The Rock. I doubt it. He's one of the best ever. He's one of those talented wrestlers ever. And one of those charismatic wrestlers ever. Just, like, be careful with, like, already holding her up to a different standard than you would a normal performance center athlete. Because I think that could, like, help torpedo her career. First time she comes out, it's probably going to be whack. Because it's it's NXT 2.0, probably. They do bad stuff, usually, down there um, with characters. And so... Let's all relax ahead of time because I feel I feel the her coming on TV at some point, it not being The Rock and people saying, oh, my God, we the Rock's daughter got none of his genetics. And like, let's uh, let's relax, you know, let's already relax because I can feel it. All right, listen, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to talk about NXT in just a minute. I do want to talk you know, kind of about Raw for just a second. Shout out to Kurt Hennig, Joe Hennig, uh, who showed up in the Cody Rhodes, Seth uh, Rollins pull apart thing. He was in WWE for a long time. Uh, Mr. Mr. Perfect Son, uh, Intercontinental Champion, blah, 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 blah. And it looks like maybe he's a producer now. I don't know. But, you know, just shout out to him. Also, you know, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Fits really well in WWE. Uh, shout out, you know, cause they're going to hear this shout out to Seth Rollins who 
has had like one title match recently that, you know, in a long time that I can remember. And uh, all his feuds are really good and feel like main event feuds. And that's something. He's, uh, I think... I think we focus a lot on Roman and we focus a lot on other people. And I think when we look back, it's going to be like, wow, Seth was that was really, really good. I also wanted to shout out the Usos because I don't know if the Roman Reigns, like limited dates thing has already come into effect or like they just didn't need Roman Reigns for, say, Raw um, because you don't have his next challenger lined up or at all. Um so they essentially sent the Usos out there, who are now the Unified Tag Champions. You know, probably, if you're a listener for a long time, I'm a big fan of championships. I understand they decide uh, decide who wins them, but I think that it's still, uh, in most cases, pretty big deal to win a championship, at least in my head, and it's okay if you don't think so. And, um, you know, those Raw and Tag Team Championships have been around a long time. Uh, the Usos have won them a long time. Uh, and RK-Bro was super popular. Because RK-Bro was super popular, it catapulted the Usos and RK-Bro into, and Chad Gable and Otis a little bit, into the main event where they would not otherwise be, not based on their talent, based on how hot story was and Randy Orton was in it. And then the Usos, after being like, whatever, seven-time champions, win and become the unified tag champions. And listen, I get it. It's part of a story. You want them to have all the gold, even though they're not gold. And all that, but like, you know, that's actually pretty cool, man. I've, I've, uh, I, I wanted to give the Usos their roses a little bit. I, I've been a fan of the Usos for a long time. Like, I, I thought they were a good team before they, uh, before they turned into bad guys and, and became, you know, kind of what they are. I just liked them. I don't know. They were a really good team. I'm, I'm a sucker for teams that just, come in as teams our teams never hint a breakup never doing stuff you know separately except for you know recently it's it's kind of it's kind of cool and they always almost always put on banger matches their matches with the new day like their match at hell in a cell their tag match is one of easily the best matches on that card they had a ton of Great matches when I think to use the Seth Rollins thing again. When we look back, I think the Usos are a really good team. The WWE does this thing where they overhype things, and so they the first thing they did is they called the Usos the greatest tag team. I forget if they said in WWE or ever. And I'm not well versed enough on tag teams to give you an answer to that. And I would say probably you could make a case for other teams other than the Usos. I will tell you, though, that if you put Jimmy and Jay in any era in wrestling, I think that they're going to absolutely do well. I think they could have adapted to anything. I think they can do any style. I think they've showed it. I think that they're good at telling stories on a microphone, and they are good at telling stories in the ring. They are a tag team. They are twins. I think they would have made a lot of money in any era. And now they are the tag team champions. So, yeah, the big story is the bloodline and Roman is the WWE and Universal Champion. And we haven't quite figured out what to call that yet. And he is going to be working maybe reduced states. And, by the way, good for him again. Um... You know, and so that's the big story. Who's who's prepped to beat Roman Reigns? They've built up Roman Reigns so well. 
I would also like to just point out also, in addition to Roman, through through main events with Jimmy and main event Jey Uso, don't ever forget, that month run was, boy, he beat AJ Styles on a SmackDown, I think. That was something, dude. It was a fun run. Both their feuds with Roman, then coming into the bloodline. The Usos have nailed every part of this. Like, Jey Uso was a featured single star for a minute there. And, like, it was because he was in the feud with Roman Reigns, yes. But he also never missed. Like, I understand he's out there with AJ Styles. And, you know, you're probably not going to have a bad match with AJ Styles. But at the same time, he delivers every time he goes out there. Or rather, they deliver every time they go out there. And so, main event Jey Uso was kind of cool. I was kind of hoping we were going to keep going with that. Maybe we can explore that once the bloodline breaks up. But I just wanted to take a second. I know it didn't really have anything to do with anything. But I've, I've heard people talk about it as a segment with the Usos. But I've not heard as much of. Dude, the Usos are like a really good tag team. I understand that they've just been around for a long time. And so, like, the bloodline stuff rejuvenated them. But they've just been around. But, like, those... They're going to be in, like, documentaries. Like, they're going to be best WWE tag teams ever, you know, discussions in WWE documentaries. And I, I really think that, like, with, with you know, with Roman Reigns, with Kevin Owens, with certain guys, we're watching historical things that we, we maybe don't see through that lens yet because we're looking at it right now. The Usos don't get a lot of shine. The New Day doesn't get, you know... A lot of shine when it's just a tag team thing, but like those dudes, I think changed a lot of things in WWE. I think they represented tag teams as well as any team in the history of WWE has in terms of stepping up to the plate. And never forget that there's, you know, there's been issues. There's been DUI. Uh, uh, issues in the past and it seems as though at this point that they have they have uh, straightened out and are are focused and are doing some of the best work of their career and I really just wanted to point it out now talking about NXT this is the gome for uh, for in your house and so I wanted to take a look at what they have for the match card and just kind of talk about it you know because not a lot happened on the the go home. We had some, you know, some matches. Wesley had a match, and again, heart goes out to that dude. That's got to be one of those, one of the most just shell shocked, miserable situations anybody's ever been in in wrestling. Like your tag team partner has these allegations come out, they're just gone. Now you're by yourself, and you're just trying to figure out what to do. That's insane. So we're just gonna talk about in your house. So, Legado del Fantasma versus the family. Tony D'Angelo and his family versus Legado and Santos Escobar. This has been interesting. It, I don't know. It's been, it's kind of been like, Santos Escobar to me is, is a pretty, I guess, normal character in that... I believe that that might be part of that real guy's person. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. Real guy's personality turned up to 11. 
like he might be a little bit prideful and have a I don't know if he has a little bit of anger. I don't know if he's, you know, very if he's confident and he turns it up to 11 and he gets Santos Escobar. I believe I actually I do believe that. I don't know that to be true, but I see it. Tony D'Angelo is just is just there's no way that's who that dude is. And um here's the thing. Gimmicks like if you're if you're like a newer wrestling fan, hi, welcome. It's nice to have you. But like wrestling is is pretty cyclical. Like we'll have serious characters and then we'll have joke characters just based on the passage of time. And they used to do gimmick characters a lot and they were just mid-card to low mid-card wrestlers and you know, they filled a role. Now Tony D'Angelo is actually a good wrestler and can put on really good matches. But his vignettes, when he first debuted, I remember them, were so ridiculous that when he finally debuted, people just cheered him because they were just couldn't believe he was real. And he's a lot of fun, honestly. Is that guy going to be NXT champion? I was about to say no, and then I thought, and it's NXT 2.0. Maybe, but usually, like, is a super gimmicky character going to be your, like, world champion? We're going with this guy? Guy, no. But it's okay. Not everybody is that guy. But what Tony D'Angelo is, is it like a high mid-card guy? Could be a main event guy if you need him to be? Who puts on great matches and his feuds are always ridiculous because his character's ridiculous. So, Tony D'Angelo, he's been booked pretty strong here. And I think Lugano might be on their way to the main roster. This might be the start of a send-off for them. I know I call that all the time, and then I'm like a month and a half early or something. It's weird. I don't know. I'm very wrong. I'm not taking extra credit for it. I'm, in fact, very wrong on my timing. So, in like two months, they'll be up there. But I think the family takes this one. Pretty Deadly, your NXT Tag Team Champions versus the Creed Brothers from the What Remains of Diamond Mine. So, Pretty Deadly is an interesting NXT Tag Champ uh, duo to have because this is a team that is there solely for you not to like them. And like, if you have bad guy champions or champion or bad uh, woman uh, champion or champions then obviously the point is for you not to like them, right? That's the whole point. But, like, some characters only exist for everyone to hate them in such a way that when they get beat up, it's like, yeah, thank you. Exactly. Or they're built for a specific story. So in this case, Pretty Deadly seems pretty perfect. (laughs) See what I did? Pretty... I didn't even mean to, and that's just, whoa, just, (laughs) creativity just comes out. So, Pretty Deadly is pretty perfect for a doesn't-want-to-fight-most-of-the-time tag team that is not perceived as greedy, was perceived as, like, not really earning the titles in the first place, They are a tag team that nobody particularly likes. And that is important because they are the NXT Tag Team Champions. 
specifically for the Creed Brothers to take it off of them. If we get nothing else from Diamond Mind, it will be the Creed Brothers. And by the way, congratulations to Stokely Hathaway. For, formerly nailed it, Malcolm. What was his name? Bivens. Stokely Hathaway debuted in AEW. He's now with uh, Jade Cargill. Uh, that's uh, I mm, almost swore. Love that. That's awesome. I'm glad that he, you know. Was doing his thing in WWE, wasn't happy, and uh, left, went somewhere where he seems really happy and seems, you know, featured. And, you know, God bless Roderick Strong. It's There were reports that he was trying to, you know, be released, and I, if that's true, I wouldn't blame him. He's like one of the last NXT guys left, and he's not treated as such like most of the other ones were at all. And uh, he's the leader of this thing where people just keep getting released. And so I feel bad. I also feel bad for the woman whose name I always forget because she's like a new face, but I think she will be okay because you could just break her off, have her be a dominant woman, give her like a manager, and you're fine. But point is, the goal here is for the Creed Brothers to win these tag titles. Now, the question is whether they're going to win them right now or if we're going to keep going with this. I don't think we're getting another title change in this uh, show. So I think this is where we're getting it. I think the Creed Brothers are going to finish this story and become the NXT Tag Champions. Because again, the thing we're, I think we're going to get out of Diamond Mine, which you don't usually get, is a tag team. And I'm excited. So if they lose... I will take that as me being wrong, 100%, but I do think they'll come back and do the match again. I just kind of hope they do it. But Toxic Attraction versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance, which is just such an odd name for the NXT women's titles. JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, they're going to keep it. Caden Carter, it's weird not saying Case Catanzaro. They're not winning. There's absolutely no reason to take these titles off of Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane. Despite all the little bit gross stuff they do in um, WWE does, NXT does, in in in, in in showing them. And, all, and a lot of times only focusing on, dude, they're so hot. When they're actually like all could, I think, actually be interesting characters just beyond that. If you gave them just time to talk. Gigi Dolan is going to be the breakout stars group, as I've said before. JC Jane is very good. They're very good as a tag team. They're keeping these titles. Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu for the NXT Women's title. I haven't talked about Wendy Chu a lot. Because Wendy Chu's whole thing is she wears like a one-piece pajama sleep thing and a sleep mask that she puts on her forehead. And she's very sleepy. So she hits moves. It's it's like Orange Cassidy, but instead of hands in his pockets, he's it's sleepy. Um, and God bless you. That was the person that was with Zia Lee, the, the Mortal Kombat looking character. Same woman. Very different characters. This one's probably easier to play. Not a lot of makeup and prosthetics. Shout out to her. She's very intelligent. She's modified moves to do it as a sleepy person. And like everything is kind of sleep based. Um, hopefully she gets, I think she's very talented. I think if you gave her like a character character again, rather than a gimmick, but I mean, you know. Whatever. I, I think she could do well. Obviously, Mandy Rose is keeping the titles. We're, Toxic Attraction will still have all of the proverbial gold by the end of this night. 
We also have Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American title. Two ways to think about this. I told you at the beginning of this that I think we have one title change, and I've already told you what it is, so I've ruined the suspense. Probably should have gone the other way as I'm looking at it. It's all right. You know what? Keep you informed. You could you could do two things here, right? Obviously, there's two combatants. You could have either win. But you could either have Carmelo Hayes win, win back the North American title, and then you go back to Carmelo Hayes, presumably Trick Williams as well, and they call he calls himself the A champion, even though he's not. And he, you know, has a feud with, you know, any number of people that I'm sure he would have a great feud with. And honestly, if they go with that as an option, I certainly will not be upset. The next time I talk to you, I will not be like, ugh. Carmelo Hayes is the North American champion. Again, you know, if you've listened to this show, I love Carmelo Hayes. And if you don't, I love Carmelo Hayes. I think Braun Breaker will be the first thing you think of when NXT 2.0 is long and gone. But I I think Carmelo Hayes may be the second thing you think of if you think of two things. So again, if you put a title on him, which again means a lot to me, that's... That's a mid-card title. It's the Intercontinental title for them. But that still, you know, that's, again, that's me. It's fine if you don't feel that way. But that that means something to me. But I also think if you keep it on Cameron Grimes, who you're not putting the NXT title on, it seems like, anytime soon. There was a window where you could have done it. You didn't do it. It's over. Have him keep the North American title. Then, then Cameron Grimes goes off, defends that title. Solo Sokoa, here we go. Or... Or rather, and, excuse me, Carmelo Hayes can move on, have a couple feuds, and then when Braun Breaker is looking for a challenger up the up the road here and needs to go to the main roster, I can think of nobody better to take out good guy meathead Braun Breaker than bad guy cunning smart guy Carmelo Hayes. So I think, again, I, I, I will... I'm going to call myself out. I think I do this every week, but Braun Breaker cannot be in NXT for too terribly much longer. So I think we start the long road to Carmelo Hayes being the guy who takes out Braun Breaker, who, by the way, I think it should be of everybody on the roster. If you're not going to let Grayson Waller do it, which I don't think you are, let's have Carmelo Hayes do it. Let's have the number two uh, let's have the second prospect to come out of NXT take out the first prospect for NXT 2.0. I love it. And so, for what I think is a better story for him, I want Carmelo Hayes to lose. I don't know if he will, but I hope he does. And that's weird. I don't say that a lot, but I hope he does. And then he's on the road to bigger things because he has it he has star power he's fantastic in the ring he's natural on the mic there are no weaknesses unless unless you want to say he's small but like at this point dude like i I don't know if i don't know if he's even i don't think he's small he looks he looks big compared to some of these folks and you know if we're gonna eliminate everybody because of the size thing then he wouldn't have made it in the first place so I think he's on his way to being a main event main event guy and then we have Ron Breaker in your main event he's your NXT champion inexplicably versus Joe Gacy for Braun Breaker's NXT title now this is a feud 
that is built a lot on kidnapping. Kidnapped Rick Steiner's dad, stole his Hall of Fame ring. Uh, said, I'll give it back if you give it a title match. Braun Breaker said yes, and I think he threw it in a fire. And I, don't, I think my first thought was that a fire wouldn't melt that ring. I don't know if that's true. Still didn't look it up. So Braun Breaker, kind of a, you know, big meathead champion. He's angry, obviously, at Joe Gacy. I said when Joe Gacy, uh, you know, was this, um, you know, I'm gonna, I, I want a safe space, and you know, blah blah blah, and you know, they used all of the, you know, the all of those like trigger words. Um, I said a lot, too much. I think we can all agree that um, there were flashes of good stuff in there, and I know I've said it a million times, but there were times when like. He'd be in the ring, and they do that thing where the first combatant is in the ring, and they are waiting for the second wrestler to come out. So the lights darken, their music hits, so you see the lights. And Joe Gacy just smiled at the end of his little promo, he said, and then as the lights played, the camera stayed on him for a second, and he didn't move a muscle, and it was one of the creepiest things I'd seen in a long time. And I said, this Joe Gacy character could be interesting if he loses his GD mind. And you know what? He has. And you know what, dude? Rick Steiner got kidnapped on NXT. And the reason that I have, part of the reason, anyway, that I have a podcast is because I listened to and was on a couple episodes of Simon Miller's podcast and watched him on YouTube. And he's a big wrestling is silly, but that's okay because that's part, that's one thing that makes wrestling fun guy. And you know what, dude? Kidnapping Rick Steiner, then putting his Hall of Fame ring in a fire to set up a championship match is one of the silliest things I've ever heard. If my wife said, no, for real, I want you to sit me down and explain it to me, I'd have a hard time looking her in the eyes when I did it. But I I love it, have to say. Been watching it by myself for sure. Not sure how my dog feels about it. He's had to watch with me. You cool with it? You seem to watch it. Seems fine. But you know what, dude? Sometimes wrestling is silly. And frankly, I don't know if I keep doing this because it's not that I don't want to be wrong. I'm I'm already wrong or I feel like it's going to happen. But Braun Breaker's going to go to the main roster. And not every feud he's going to have, even if he's the guy, is going to be a serious feud. He's going to have these weird feuds. And... If, you know, he's had Dolph Ziggler, he's had Champa, he's had real serious ones. Yeah, let's do a silly kidnapping one. I don't care. This is all experience for Braun Breaker. This is all a good thing. And I never forget, Joe Gacy is a really, really good wrestler. And he was put into a character that was not very good at first, that he did everything he could with. And now that he is getting a chance... To be a better version of the character, I think you are seeing more and more of Joe Gacy's talent come in. And I know the character is not all the way there. Trust me, I get it. But as somebody who quite literally has been watching this character since day one, dude, this is an incredible improvement. And so shout out to Joe Gacy. However, Braun Breaker does win. He keeps his NXT title. And hopefully we're on a long road again. To Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, where I really want Braun Breaker's last match to be Carmelo Hayes and for Carmelo to take that NXT title, man. 
Maybe give Braun Breaker a bad guy run on the on NXT. Darn Carmelo, good guy. And then do, I don't want to compare them, but do like an underdog Johnny Gargano thing with uh, with Carmelo Hayes. There's some, you know, there's something there, I think, right? Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. At ZachNXT, at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T on Twitter. Let me know what you think of, of, of In Your House. Are you going to... Are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch highlights? Do you think I'm right that there's one title change and it's the Creed Brothers? Do you think it's too early? You think Carmelo Hayes is going to win that North American title and I'm I'm just dumb and that didn't make sense? Think Joe Gacy's walking out with that NXT title? If you think that, I want to hear from you at ZachNXT. If not, that's okay because you can find me here the same time next week. But for right now, I'm sad to say... That's it for NXT, so that's it for me. Rhymed it, dude. Rhymed it, dude. Didn't even mean to. That's it for NXT. That's it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening.